Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab. My name is Dana. I'm your host, and I'm a recovering addict and alcoholic. I'm here in studio with producer Shar. You can email us. It's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can also go to radio.rehab and read my blog, which there will be a new one up today. Seems like this week we've been doing a lot of top 10 lists. Uh, Yesterday we did uh, the top 10 things you should never say to an addict which are are pretty funny. Uh, Today is top 10 addiction questions to ask yourself. It's an addiction evaluation, and we will post this up on our site too so you can read this. See, the funny thing about this is like when I read this, so this is how I I, I look at these things because now I don't engage in the behavior, you know, because I'm clean and sober. So I picture myself in the last six months of my drinking and using and that's how I answer the questions. Um, and the other thing, uh, the other reason I'm bringing this up is because I was on another show. I was on a show, Bitch Talk, with um, Aaron and Angie. And I was talking to normal people who party because I get this a lot. I get, you know, I get people who are normal but who do get fucked up going, hey, do you think I'm an addict? And... I'm not really equipped to answer that question because I don't, you know, I'm not a professional. Um, I'm not a druggist. I'm a drug addict. But um, I, I can answer you from my own experience. I mean, I can tell you what makes me an addict. So this is how I can answer these questions for you so that you know if you're an addict. Because sometimes people just tie one on and then, and then they need to lay off. And we discussed that, um, I think, on Wednesday's episode. Producer Shar can do that. I cannot. I have to completely abstain. Number one, again, I'm answering this from the last six months of my drinking and using. Number one, how often do you engage in this substance or behavior? Uh, 24-7, when I was awake, I was drinking and using. Number two, think about a typical day or week. How many days do you engage in this substance or behavior? How many times per day? Again, all day, all week long. That's not true. I would take a day off to sleep because I'd be going for like three days straight. You know, at the end of three days when my body just was like shutting down and I was like, I'm not even getting high from the drugs because my body is just done. Then I would go, okay, I'm going to sleep it off. And then I would start all over when I woke up. And it's funny, a lot of those times I go, you know what? Sleep is good. Eating is good. I'm going to not, I'm going to quit. And then the minute I would wake up because I had no program in place, Back to the party. And by party, I mean something very pitiful and pathetic that was not a party at all. Number three, think about the past year. What is the greatest number of times you've engaged in this substance or behavior on any one occasion? See, like, I know people who worry about themselves because they're like, God, there was a, you know, like 10 times last year when I really tied one on. Yeah, but there's... 365 days in a year so you know I think 10 times just maybe you partied too much in the last six months of my drinking and using well in the last year of my drinking and using it was every day for the year like I said except for the every third day I would take to sleep 
Um, number four is how often during the past year have you found that you can't stop taking the substance or stop this behavior once you've started? So yeah, if you're casually using and you know, so that's like what happens if you use anything, especially an opioid, once you use it for three days in a row, you're going to start feeling withdrawals. If when you feel those withdrawals, you don't have the ability to go, oh shit and turn around, you know, uh, because at that point you could see the exit sign, you can still walk away. At that point, if you're like, nope, I need more because I don't want to feel this, you have a problem and you should seek help. Um, you should call the and go to na.org and, and uh, go to the hotline or aa.org if it's if it's for alcohol. And uh, you can, you know, somebody somebody is there. You get there's questionnaires you can fill out if you really need to know if you're not sure if you're an addict or an alcoholic. And you could call the hotline and talk to somebody on the hotline because there's somebody there 24 hours a day. Number five. How often during the last year have you failed to do what was normally expected from you because of a substance or behavior? Wow. During the last six months of my using, I didn't do anything that was expected of me. What's really sad is that my drinking and using took me to such a place where during the last six months of my drinking and using, no one expected things from me. Now, that's sad. It was just, it wasn't that I was failing or not keeping my obligations. It was that everybody straight had given up and was like, I just, she's not going to be present. Producer Shaw, you look like you're about to say something. No, I'm just, I, I, I see your wheels turning like, yep, I, I remember that. I, yeah, that's exactly what it is. This is like, I just, I just remember those days. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when, well, you've, straight up just disappeared yeah you know and and then there were the times that uh like i would i think i i've shared this story on the air before is you i would check in with your mom because i hadn't heard from you for because you couldn't find I me didn't know where you were it's been it'd been over a year and for somebody and for a pair of friends that talk to each other like you know 10 hours a day you know we would have like three hour conversation yeah like if we talked on the phone we had like two or three hour conversations and we would text each other about everything yeah totally and and so going from like us having like that kind of friendship to like you just like falling off and having nowhere like having no way of finding you or contacting you yeah and um I remember reaching out to your mom and going you know how is she and you're like and her response to her response to me was, "Well, you know, it's like there are days when she's here and there's days that she's not, but I just have to get used to the the normal is that she's not." And that so I mean, what that means is that like she had given up on me at that point, which I understand. I mean, it's very sad and tragic. Like she, it was like she's like this is this is the life of this is the life of my daughter, and that's yes. it. Yes. And if you want to hear my mom on the show talking about it, that was a great episode. My mom did a week of shows uh, with us, and I think it was day five. The en- was it the end of my run with Mama Kate or something like that? Probably. Yeah, you can you can find those. Those came out in February, so you can go go find the ask the, the episodes in February. Yeah, convers- it's it's the week of conversations with Mama Kate. Conversations so. with Mama Kate. Yeah, and you can hear her talk about how she had to give up hope for me, which is sad, but it's something that you have to do. With when you have an addict in your life. Number six is how often during the last year have you needed this substance or behavior in the morning to get yourself going? That's another thing. It's like, you know, when my normie friends are like, oh, I felt so shitty the night before because, you know, like say they were, what's the thing? They call San Francisco the yay area instead of the Bay Area because there's so much yay, which is uh, slang for Coke. 
Um, you know, and I know people who will go out and they'll go to a bar and they're like doing key bumps or whatever <laughs> all night and they feel so crappy the next day that again, they don't want to do it again for forever. That for me, when I felt so crappy the next day is when I needed to do more. I needed it to wake up. I needed it to get in the shower. I needed it to function. You know, when you, when you finally, you, you need drugs because it's, um, I think it was, I'm pretty sure Charles Bukowski said this. I think. I could be wrong. It was either Charles Bukowski or Bob Dylan or Confucius. I'm kidding. It's, but it's somebody who said this. Somebody said, I don't, I don't do uh, heroin to get high. I do heroin so I can take a shower. And that's how it was for me, too. It, it, like I, I had to do heroin because so my body wouldn't hurt so bad that I felt like somebody was like, flicking a rubber band on this on my skin and that my nerves were on the outside of my body like that because that's how bad it feels when you stop doing it um if, if you're one of those people who's like oh I feel bad I'm, and you don't do it again for six months I'm gonna just take a stab at it and say maybe you're not an addict number seven how often during the last year have you had a feeling of guilt or remorse after taking this substance engaging in this behavior again that's something I know normal people to have they you know I mean like the bear is normal and he's probably in the past year been earned. Yeah. I did the past in the past year. He's probably been drunk like twice and, and both times he was horrified and he would call, he called me and he's like, I know you don't want to talk. Like you're not going to want to talk to me. And I was like, dude, I don't care. And he's like, I just feel like such shit. And he like completely beating himself up for doing that. Um, so, I mean, I think that's something normal. You know, when you get to a certain age, you're kind of too old to, to do that shit. <laughs> you know, like, you get to a certain age where it's like, maybe you have kids. I don't know. But a night of, like, Coke and Molly and a bunch of alcohol and conversations that you wish you didn't have just are regretful and you, you wish you didn't do it. If you then do it again the next day, I would say you have a problem. Number eight. How often during the last year you've been unable to remember what happened the night before because of a substance or behavior? God, the last six months of my drinking and using were like a constant blackout. Oh my God, I can't remember. I can't remember the last day from like the day that was six weeks before that. Every day was bad. Every day was the same thing. And they say this in the program that your whole life is focused on the getting and using and finding ways and means to get more. That's all you care about. That's what motivates you to live. That's what motivates you to get through the day. It's like, how am I going to use? How am I going to get drunk? How am I going to get the money? What am I going to sell? What am I going to have to do to make this happen? I mean, and that's what your success is, is when you have found a way to uh, use someone's credit card to buy a Visa Vanilla debit gift card to go to Target to uh, hand your dealer a television because <laughs> you can't get cash. Oh my god! Like, and then you, and then that, that's accomplished. Okay, I found something that I could do to give you, so that I don't have to blow you, so that I could get drugs. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a day in the life of an addict, is what I'm saying. So if that, if you're not that far ahead, if, maybe I'm getting too far ahead of myself here. Uh, the actual question was: If you've done something that you regretted, you should take a look at that. Because if you don't want to be doing that stuff, then then you should be able to stop. If you don't remember things that you've done. Number nine, have you or someone else been injured as a result of taking a substance or engaging in a behavior? So like, have you hurt yourself because you were loaded or have you hurt somebody else? I mean, that could be anything from a DUI to 
to getting into a bar fight. I've had several black eyes, uh, a broken nose, a broken finger. All these things were happening. I, you know, would not have happened had I not been loaded. Was all I was saying. Number 10, the last one is, has a relative or friend or a doctor been concerned about your use of a substance or behavior or suggested you cut down? Uh, what's funny is when I was going to doctors, I was not telling them the truth, but they could see right through it. You know, it's like if they take your blood pressure, God, you're just abnormal and they can tell. Um, or when your friends talk to you and you call them the next day and you're like, hey, I haven't talked to you in forever. They're like, we talked yesterday, you know, and then you and then people get worried. These are all things that you have to look at. But like like I was saying, in the last six months of my drinking and using, these were things that happened to me all throughout the day on a daily basis. There weren't weeks or months or anything that went by where I wasn't drinking or using because that's what my life was centered around. If you would like to read this article, we will post it on radio.rehab and we will put it up on our Facebook page. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of this show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is at Radio Rehab Dana. If you would like to send me articles, if you would like to, uh, if you know somebody who should be a guest on the show, or if you would like to send articles, or if there's something you would like me to co- comment on, you can send it to Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. And I hope you all have an awesome weekend and an awesome Passover, and we'll be back on Monday. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll